lift off. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the 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 Devil's Gone podcast. Before we start, I can't hide my excitement. Manchester is red. Uh, I'm so I'm so sad right now. I'm so sad. After this, after this, uh, we'll, we'll talk and you can cry on my shoulder. Uh, no, 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 no. What are running with that, though? <laughs> oh, fucking no. So why did you say it? Welcome to this week's episode of The Devil's Gone Podcast. We're now at episode six. This episode is titled A Footy Brexit. Richard. Richard, how you guys doing, man? I'm bro, what type of name is Footy Brexit? Well, see. Like about- <laughs> oh my God. Okay, can I explain? Please do. Don't take too long, though. Well, seeing as, you know, top sides are giving the impression that they wanted to or they do not want to be a part of Europe next season. Hence the name, Footy Brexit. Oh, she call it a, yeah, a Footy Brexit. Brexit is, a Footy Brexit is appropriate. It's very, very appropriate. Unless you guys change your mind and you decide to join the big boys in Europe, you know, maybe I can rename it at the end of the season. Let's just roll with what we have. <laughs> Clearly, I had no input to this Footy Brexit. Oh my god, if it was up to the other names, the Penalty calls and not penalty calls. Okay, go. You know, el- elaborate on this. You know, Arsenal penalty that should have, you know, been given that is not given or that wasn't given. Bro, there are so many quotes out there. Like everybody saying mm. it is a clear penalty. It is the clearest penalty I've ever seen. Okay. To call, to call, Michael Owen of all cuts of the Arsenal calling. Yeah, yeah, one, like you know. <laughs> I'm just, man, I'm just upset, Michael. And I'm sorry if you ever get to hear this. Yeah. Um, well, okay. okay, the first one, the first one was a handball. Yeah, the first yeah. One was a handball. yeah. But for, for the second one, Pepe is attempting to take the ball past him. Mm-hmm. His hands are wide, are wide, like mm-hmm. wide away from his body. How was that handball? What is the VR person doing? Like he's attempting. He's attempting him from progressing the play with mm. his hand. Mm. What is handball anymore? Who knows what handball is? Uh, we're, well, it's a good. It's a good thing that you say that because I mean, I'm okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. You, you guys should have had a penalty. Definitely, definitely should have had a penalty. It was daylight robbery. And mm. like, I'm not trying to say. I'm. I'm not just look. Yes, we should have won the game. We had other chances. Okay, mm. but. Goals change games. Yeah. Okay. See so what happens against um, City. I can guarantee. I, 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 there's nothing guaranteed in life. Okay. But one thing is for sure. Mm. That early penalty or the goal you scored from 
penalty mm. rattled city oh yeah we'll, obviously we'll rattled, get into that we'll get into that you rattled city you know so goals change games and sometimes you, you need that break yeah definitely break. definitely i mean look at look at the obviously the call in the arsenal burnley game but also like look at the fulham tottenham game the one that ended um ended one nil should have ended one one should have ended one one like um to have the goal overturned for apparently the Maja handball because like i don't get if that i don't get how like that can be deemed as handball and you know the the one for art it's, it's just crazy but it, it's a good thing that you know authorities are listening because you know um the ifab have come out to change the rule and apparently implementation or introduction of this new changed handball rule will come in by july i just think like a lot of these rules now are confusing not only fans but referees and that's why you know var and referees just seem to be very very uh i don't want to sound harsh but incompetent but yeah um let me ask you a question do you think liverpool are on a decline do you think it's similar to how you know how Jorgen left Dortmund? You know how his last season was just Um I don't think I don't think um, it's similar. Like Klopp in his last season with Dortmund. Yeah, um, he had a terrible had a terrible season. Okay, but in terms of chances created, mm. um, the team was still creating chances. Mm. I guess the key main dif- differences were they lost their high school sport. Yeah. Lewandowski yeah. went fire. They brought Immobile and this guy, I think it was a Colonial striker called Ramos. Okay. And um, those guys struggled to convert chances. Mm. The dynamic of the team changed. changed. And I guess they struggled to adapt to mm. uh, the strikers, the new type of strikers they had, they also lost cuts, I think. So the team was a transition. You know how Dortmund always sold like the best players mm. at the end of every season mm. to, diff- to different teams. As well, they also had like injuries. They also mm. had injuries. Uh, so I guess in terms of creating chances and uh, yeah, just kind of getting chances in with this Liverpool side now. Mm. This Liverpool side, they are not creating enough chances. They are not creating enough chances. Not at all. This is not. They are not unlucky. They are losing these games because they are not playing well. Mm. Dom, Dortmund, on the other hand, Dortmund, they was they were playing well, but they were still losing games. Mm-hmm. Losing games, and they had. A, a mini injury crisis. Yes, mm. they were bottom of the league. Were bottom of the league by I think by February. Yeah. But then they ended up came they ended up coming seventh. Arsenal is eighth and Arsenal is no to struggle to create chances. Mm. No. But I think their biggest decline is defensive, you know. Obviously it's it's a good thing that you said that. This is where the main Because like I just feel yeah, like expected I kind of feel. Yeah, you feel like what? I kind of feel like the defensive woes would not be as as bad 
as they are, or it, it wouldn't have it wouldn't it wouldn't have been as like this like major thing if um I think Jorgen mismanaged that side of the team. Because like I mean it's not unheard of for because the club is bigger than the first twenty two two players that are, you know, like usually seen on the pitch week in, week week out, you know. The club the club has youngsters that they eventually bring into the first team that might they might integrate into the first team. And I think um Jurgen mismanaged the Liverpool side in that sense because like he chopped and changed the defensive pairing too often. And even when the yeah, but even when he got it right though, even when it seemed like he got it right, like like with the Phillips guy that they brought from their academy and one other guy that they brought from their academy, like they played two games and those guys were good in those games. You, you see, like, and no one is saying they will have gone on to like be this solid center back pairing that they had. But you see, one one thing that breeds um, success in football is a good, uh, a consistent center back pairing. And they, Jurgen hasn't given them the opportunity to have that. The only time they really had that was when um, Fabinho and Henderson played. I think was it four games together on the spin, or maybe more than that. You know, like so, it's just been. I think that part of the team, he's he's sort of like he let the pro- problem grow bigger than it was. I mean, I, I mean, I would have expected him to get someone from. I mean, it's like it's Liverpool now. Like, do you get what I'm saying? It's it's the Premier League. You're a top side in the Premier League. Your academy has to be able to produce someone that like. It's not even. It's not unheard of. Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, look look at with Arsenal. How many people from the academy have they brought into the first team? that have helped them out. And he just refused to do that. And he refused to have a consistent thing. Okay, maybe not refused, but he didn't exactly manage that aspect of Liverpool's game very well. But like with the season, like with, you're right. They're not creating chances. Their front three aren't firing. They're just not creating chances. No, they're not, they're not clicking up front. And it's kind of shocking that they're still in the Champions League, really. That's still a good team. That's still a good team. I think, I think the main criticism for Klopp is Klopp failed to adapt to or is struggling to adapt to the crisis he has. I think one criticism you have, you have of him is he sticks to his principles. He sticks to his principles for better force. Maybe mm. he, sticks, he sticks to them maybe a bit too long. Mm. And uh, so like recently now he changed formation, but mm. it took a while. It took a while well, like, for him to get there. Yeah, it's been, yeah, you know. But he he believes in what he believes. In. Yeah, but football is not that binary. I think they'll be all right. Liverpool have been operating crazy. Like the the levels have been crazy for like three years now. Mm. Three years, Champions League final, almost hundred points. Um. With City winning it, mm. and then the third season they finally won the league, almost mm. unbeaten until Watford with them. So, mm. like, I'm not saying that do you the dip, but let's just see how next season goes. Let's see mm. how next season goes. Yeah, I, I make any judgments. Initially, I was, I was, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about this, so that we can move on to one more thing before we get to our teams. Um, initially, I was optimistic about their chances for Europe 
I thought, nah, most definitely Liverpool will be in Europe, whether Champions League or, you know, Europa League. But after the Fulham loss, I'm really not sure. I'm really not sure. The teams in and around them that are still battling for this, even in, in some ways, even Arsenal, you know, I don't, I, I don't think it's it's as straightforward as I thought it would be, you know. But yeah, I think there's one thing we can learn from this one: winning breeds confidence. Confidence is hard to build, but you can lose it in a second. And yeah. Liverpool have lost their confidence. Like mm. every, you can tell, and there's no there's no bigger. <laughs> No player has lost his confidence like Trent. Wow, that's so true. Trent, yeah, Trent, like Trent. When Trent, Trent, about Trent last season, Trent was like a missile, man. Just be firing missiles into the box. But now, he's almost hesitant to cross. Mm. Like, he second guesses himself when he wants to cross the ball. Mm. Anyway, let's, let's go into our teams. Like, Before we go into our teams, I want to talk about Pep Guardiola, just a slight little bit. Did you, did you, like, is Pepsi? Is he a cheeky bastard? Um, so going into this weekend, Pep gave an interview and he said, um, do you know the nicest thing the football club has done in the last decade? Every time we won the title, the next season we were there. The lowest position after winning was second. And he was referring to Pellegrini's um, title defending season, or title title yeah title defending season and i think that's just really cheeky i think that's a cheeky shot at liverpool's title defending season and I just, he's just like I don't, I don't think he really had to do that but anyways you know you never know with these guys maybe it's just more mind games let me let me just end with this as well and this with club you know for people who are saying club struggles to turn around losing streets or something like that mm. um in Dortmund, like I told you, they were like last. Yeah. No. Uh, at least in the relegation zone so, around yeah. winter. Okay. They ended the, the season seven. Okay. Mm. So, yeah. Well, I think it's just messing with the media. He clearly knows Klopp is his guy. They can share jokes and everything. So he's just mm. giving the media something to chew on. Mm. But I don't think they're anything serious. Mm. All right, oh, yeah. so let's dive into our clubs, man. Our football clubs. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have to start with Crystal Palace, Man United, because what was that? What in God's name was that game? We were lucky to to come away with the points in that game, in my opinion. Dean Henderson saved us in that game. Um, or rather, Patrick Van Hanholt should have scored. But yeah, either way... That game was boring, uninspiring. It they looked scared. They looked scared to go forward. It was just like I I, I couldn't even watch the entire thing. Like I, I I I left. I went to go do whatever the hell I was doing before I started watching the game. And um, the next day I, I I just went through the extended highlights on the United app. It was, wow, it was, it was crazy. It was absolutely insane. I want to ask you something. Do you think Sosha has hindered a little bit? Um, um, actually, I'm going to ask you two questions. Do you think Sosha has hindered a little bit Greenwood's growth and development um, by playing him 
on the wing so often, at least on the wider part of his, like, uh, yeah, on the wing, I guess you call it wing. Um, and also, do you think that Solskjaer and his guys have plateaued in terms of, like, is this the best they can be under under Solskjaer? Uh, okay, so with the Greenwood one, Greenwood is, he has great potential, okay? We use potential a lot in football, but I do believe he has great potential. But at the same time, he's a young player, he's going to be inconsistent, his time will come, but at the same time, I think he needs to, like, cut out a lot of distractions. This is, I don't know what from, I'm not, I don't know him, so I don't know what's going on in his personal life. Mm. I know like in the media, in the media and stuff, like there's stuff coming out about some of the, um, I guess you could say stupid stuff, you know, young mm. people get put. I'm sure we can relate. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what you're talking about. I just about. think he needs to eventually, I like him, man, I like him. Um, if I feel eventually he'll come good. Mm. Uh, which don't put too much pressure on him just yet. Mm. Yes, he had a great um, second part of the season last year. Mm. But and eventually his time will come. Mm. His time will come. But as far as the team and if Solskjaer can make you guys better, the thing is with with Ole, your boss driver. Uh, it's almost like. Did you just say your bus driver? Yes, man. You're a madman. <laughs> that was very cheap. That was very. That was very witty. Anyways, go on. Yeah. It's like you guys keep on going round or roundabout. Keep on driving, and they're like, "This is like the, the road is filled with potholes and stuff." Mm-hmm. You know, some of the road is good, some of the road is bad. Because, okay, for example, your highs are very high. Mm. And your lows, your lows are low, but mm. not catastrophic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so, like for example, you guys have been complaining about the recent chores um, of the half. Yeah. Uh, something you can pull out a result against City. Yeah. I know you give City a tough time, but you guys won that match as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of like where can you place this team? Yeah. Okay. Where where that's exactly where do they stand? Yourself. Where exactly yeah. do they stand? Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's where you kind of ask yourself: Can mm. a better manager get more, more consistent yeah. performance? Yeah. It's it's it's. It's good that you said that because I remember even like before we started the podcast and you know like we're talking about our teams. And yet, yeah, we're speaking about the managers that we have right now. And I was talking about Ole, and you know, we're talking about Ateta. And you know, we we both said something similar. And you know, in terms of okay, yeah, obviously, better managers would come in and you know do better with these teams. But also, I remember like, I just kind of feel like okay, if that that statement stands true. But I just kind of feel like, and I remember I told you this because, you know, initially Arsenal weren't, you know, exciting going forward. And I remember telling you like, oh, the board needs to take a decision and quickly because you don't want to take a decision, 
you know, maybe two years or three years into a project because that just that's just kind of like, oh, OK, going back to the drawing board, you know, why 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 take that decision then when you could have taken it earlier? And I just feel like it's kind of unfortunate in a way because, you know, like Ole hasn't really cut his managerial teeth, but that three year contract that we gave him. You know, it's kind of like, not necessarily like you're stuck with him, but it's kind of like, well, you've already rolled the dice on this project. So you kind of have to support the project, at least up until that point. Then decide. So I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's, there are things I see with the team as, and this is in reference to the Crystal Palace game, because we'll talk about the City game. But there are things I see with the team that, I'm just like, okay, well, he's, he, you can credit this to him. You know, like our wing backs, their improvement. And I'm not just talking about Shaw and Juan Bissaka. I'm, I'm talking about even when we're using um, Brandon Williams, you know, on the wing, you know, like, and the, the sort of like infusion of youth and taking this risk on youth you know it's it's paid off somewhat somewhat so you can give him credit for that you know um rejuvenating players certain players give him credit for that i think under him tomney has become more of a a, a wholesome midf- midfielder you know he runs forward the the ability to hold on to the ball even under pressure to be able to you know look up and switch the ball diagonally to ease pressure and recently his ability to get forward and score goals so yeah give him credit for that but i just i don't know man i don't know i guess we'll wait and see right yeah so probably just see man being a i think it- the class to have around him, so his management is very good. Mm. Um, as far as he surrounds himself with good coaches, mm. you know, I'm sure they could, with team with effective teamwork, mm. three guys better. Mm. But you guys have is a very very good team. Mm. Have a very very good team. Mm-hmm. but for some reason. Uh, yeah, and consistency is what like makes a great team. Consistency is what makes a great team. All right, so moving on to Burnley Arsenal. Oh my God! Before we start, before you start, because I'm going to leave you to talk, because only you can talk about this thing. I'm going to leave you to go on this monologue. Then I'll interject. Granit Xhaka is a special person. I just need to say that. <laughs> because what the fuck was that? <laughs> Bro, I think Granit Xhaka is the one leading Arsenal's Brexit agenda. But anyways, uh, what was your take on the game? You know, Talk me through what you felt, the, the players you felt that you know got it right, the players you felt got it wrong. I mean, we spoke about Aubameyang and or like I said, leading the line prior to the game. And, you know, Bamiyang led the line and 
you know, he scored a goal and he had opportunities to score more. So, uh, yeah, talk me through what you're, you're feeling and thinking about the game. Hey, so I would say Shaka is and it's Shaka represents who Arsenal or what Arsenal football club is at home. Shaka is a decent player that can be good on occasion, but I will go on long decent stretches. I won't say long stretches, medium to long stretches <laughs> of very, very good performances. But just know that a point in time, they will let you down. Mm. And that is who Shaka has been for us. And since he joined, mm. that has been what asked for. It's hard to pin it on him because when Bernard I said when Granat, when Shaka joined Arsenal, we came second the season before. Mm. But since he joined, now this is not only him because it was that summer we signed Shaka and Mustafi. Since those two joined Arsenal, like no, Mustafi was a was a disaster. Shaka is a disaster. I just feel like Shaka is the squad player. Okay, the squad player. But for us, he has been a starter. Mm. He has been ever present in the midfield. Like, he's a great athlete. He doesn't get injured, you know. But we have tested so many partnerships with Shaka in, in our midfield. Mm. And Arsenal's midfield has, one, has, one of, has been one of our biggest problems. The midfield has struggled to click. Yes, he has a great left foot, but he's a limited player. Like. He's not dynamic. Uh, defensively, he's not great. Uh, his passing is good, but he's slow. Like it takes a lot of time to uh, to pick out the pass with space, mm. you know. And he he loses concentration very easily. Like when things are going well, that's when Shaka is most liable to make a mistake. Almost like Arsenal when we are playing so well. Like against Wolves, we are playing so well. What happened? We considered the goal in the red cap. Uh, um, against Burnley, we had like three or four chances after Obamian scored. We were just we were stroking it around. Yeah. And boom, we considered the goal. And we struggled to dominate the game again. Mm. And that's who Shaka has been. Like, I always drop parallels with. Remember when Liverpool signed. Henderson and everybody was laughing. Yeah. Look at what Henderson has grown to become yeah. for Liverpool. Yeah. He's he's captain. Yeah. And has led he has led them to the Champions League and elite title. Yeah. Bernard Shaka has lost his captaincy. How how many times all that different managers? He has had a falling out with the fans. He came out probably to say the only reason why he stayed at Aston was because of that, which is all well and good. But just look at Carlos. I feel like if the Shaka, if the Shaka signing worked, mm. Aston would have been more successful. Now I'm not saying he's a bad player, mm. and he's been having a really good games for us this season since his red card. Yeah, but he represents a part of our history where we have been. 
largely inconsistent and we have not made europe yeah okay and he and it, i'm sure there's a staff going around now like he has like he has more than he has made the most errors leading directly leading to goals yeah that's been that's been that's been since last season bro that's like he's he's been he's been doing like yeah you're so right about that this is like since, since 2016 right? oh it's been it's been since then and, yeah oh, wow. and this is just directly leading to goals which means he has made he, he has made more which directly led to a goal yeah mm. so if if it was up to me like i know our funds are limited if we can replace him and he becomes a squad player. Mm. That would be the ideal solution. But obviously, we don't have enough funds. So mm. if we can get a decent sum for him mm. and we replace him, I, I don't like him, but I don't hate him. But at the same time, I know we need an improvement. Yeah. Okay. We need a better player there. And yeah, that is just all I have to say mm. about uh, Shaka because that's exactly what happened in the game. Mm. We were brilliant. We were dominant. We we scored the goal. We missed chances. Yeah. Uh, Bellerin was on the bench, which yeah. was no one missed him. No one missed him. Yeah. Uh, Chambers was picked out this across it, you know. And mm. um, obviously, uh, we missed. We the mistake happened. Burnley scored. Uh, we lost control of the game until Pepe came in. Yeah. And like I said, I don't think the like I said changed what because like I said was playing as a ten. Mm. But it was me. He he would have started because we're playing against Burnley. Yeah. So he would occupy the centre backs while Upamia makes the run from left in a big impression yet, and I'm still hoping he would. Especially in Europe. Mm. But one thing I was not too happy about was William starting over Pepe. <laughs> I, I know, you know, I like. I think I'm a big Pepe fan. I, I wanted to do well. I, I wanted to do well. William, uh, I know Ateta feels like he needs to make this William signing work. Mm. And yes, William has improved mm. from, from, from very low standards. I don't understand why Pivot is that. Okay, yes, he missed a big chance when he came on, but you could tell he was a big threat when he came on. Mm. And it was part of the reason why we had like a flurry of chances towards the end. Mm. Like he hit the bar, he should have had a penalty. Mm. Uh, Backtracking. Uh, we hit the bar again from, I think, it was Chambers or Sabias. Sabias, it was Sabias. Yeah, and Bao Yang had this chance that they, I think, Bermit threw himself in front of the goal. Mm. So we we have we had a great flow of chances, but which is which is good because we haven't been picking up the chances, and it's frustrating. Mm. It's, it's frustrating mm. because we should have won that game. But it's just I think the whole season has been a disappointment. I think the whole that has been a disappointment. That, well, that game, well, like, eh? so the game, it, it was kind of, you know, I felt like, you know, it was like deja vu with the Wolves game, because before Granite Xhaka exploded and did what he did, um, Aubameyang missed two, I think, 
or was it one? But there was one, there was one, there was one that was very clear that Aubameyang missed, and I was just like, why? Saka missed one, and um, then Party as well missed one. I think the Party one, well, not really missed, but he should have done better. I think that was um, one of the few things Odegaard did. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then um. You know, also like you have to give Brett Leno credit, man, because at the end, that that the what's his, was it Peters that had this really really great volley that he saved, but yeah, it was just I, I felt like I was watching that Wolves game again, where you guys you know just didn't take your chances, and as a result, Wolves found a way back into it, and yeah, and um, we have this we have this thing of always giving away the first goal. Mm. Okay. So that's something we need to work on. Yeah, but like, and it was crazy because like the the brilliance that you spoke about, because you, you guys dominated pretty much the entire first half. You know, like the brilliance you guys you you spoke about. Granted, Jaka was a part of it. You know, like until he just like he had an like I don't know what happened. Maybe he had a an epileptic fit or something. I don't know. But yeah, he was. And it does call down. Abuse like that. Well, he deserves abuse. <laughs> he deserves abuse. But yeah, it was just, it was a weird one. It was a weird one. Because I didn't watch it live, you know, like I went back to watch it. And I, I, you know, when I saw, when I was watching it, I was just like, whoa, what just happened, you know? It's kind of crazy. Um, I feel bad for yeah, him. I know. Uh, I'm sure he's used to it. I'm not <laughs> that's okay. But yeah. Uh, okay. Um, moving on. This, the Manchester Derby. The Manchester Derby. Brother, I'm going to be straight with you. I was expecting us to get anally defiled by City. Like, I was I was thinking if we can keep it down to just 2-0 and maybe, like, score a consolation goal so that the scoreline doesn't look bad, I'd be happy. But what I witnessed, I could not believe it. First of all, I was even very upset that we scored so early. Because, you know, you know when, when, like, look, look at what happened to Wolves. When, when you score against City, they just, like, they get so angry. And they just come out and, like, murder you. And I was just like, how can you guys score before the first minute is done? We now have, like, 80-something minutes to go of just pure pressure. But, like, the first 15, 20 minutes were nuts. You know, they couldn't find their feet. United were pressing high. And frankly speaking, by the end of the first half, we should have been at least three goals up. And that was scary. That, like, you know what was even scarier? Anthony Martial played a really good game. Okay, fair enough, he should have scored. He should definitely have scored. But, like, let's just take that out of it. He played a really good game. He made it stick. And that was my problem with Marcel. Marcel wants to be a nine. But that forward ball to your number nine, Marcel can't make it stick. But he made it stick. You know, he was he was a he was a focal point for a lot of our attacks. And I just hope I, I, I was really happy for him. I hope that is, you know, signs that he's got his mojo back. You know, and he can kick on for or, or kick off rather for the rest of the season. And it was just, it was weird. It was weird because not only were we good on the counter when we got the chances, not only were we good 
in the first half for the first two, 20 minutes. But defensively, we kept a clean sheet against arguably the best team in Europe. I, I like, like yeah, it happens. It, happens. Uh, it was one thing was short. It wasn't City's day. No, it, it wasn't. It was But you see, that's the thing, though. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to say yeah, that that's... and and take away from you know the United performance. I mean, especially in the first half, you could tell that City weren't on it for those first twenty minutes. But yeah, you're you're so right. But I, I was really impressed defensively, especially with Fred and McTominay, because like. They got nothing from the center. They got nothing from the middle. Even Maguire, you know, like even Lindelof, when he stepped out of position to cover for Wan Bissaka a couple of times, you know, he didn't panic. He controlled the situation very well. You had Harry Maguire, you know, stepping out to intercept balls and carry the ball forward. You know, like, bro, like when I saw the lineup and I saw he went with Mares, I was praying for Luke Shaw. And rightfully so, because there was a point in the first half that Myers chopped back. And next thing you know, Luke Shaw is on the floor on his knees. That was that was a that was a standoff that scared me. But you know, Luke Shaw held his own. You know, it, it, but again, with all these good things, it's just so annoying that it can't be consistent. But take away from the city game and be able to consistently do is how many chances we created. Because for us to have created those many chances against and and it just vexes me because i just think okay you've done this great thing well, that's his... and you dropped points against crystal palace and ugh, oh man i don't get it i don't get it but you know what it was a great game it was a great game to watch there are certain points where my heart was in my mouth because obviously it's it's city. But yeah, it was it was great. It was great. If there's anything that I want us to like be able to consistently do a city defense, that was which is crazy because like I checked BBC Sport and according to them, John Stones was the man of the match for that game. And I think that's just wild. How? Oh. How is John Stones the man of the match for that game? I don't know. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. But yeah, you know, that's a side. Yeah, it was it was great, you know. And I mean, like, I just hope we can kick, you know, keep going on and um, ensure that, you know, the league is not just, you know, like, it's not a runaway thing. You know, if possible, City can drop points again. And even if they win the league, let them win it by, like, six or seven points, not by 11 points or 10 points, you know. We united second. I don't I don't enjoy that. And if there's some, you know, sl- you know, thin line of hope that we can, you know, mount a title challenge because of some one-off results or because of a couple of one-off results from City, I man that would be great <laughs> but i'm not holding my breath i'm not holding my breath what yeah, did you... like, like i said i'm not surprised honestly i'm not surprised you guys won are you serious like, yeah, you guys city always struggle struggle uh, well you guys always give city a good game 
you always give City the game. Fair enough. Um, you you have players they hate to play against, okay? Yeah. Marshall, Rashford, Hernandez. They <laughs> pace. You guys have pace to burn. Okay, and that's that is like kryptonite for City. They have pace and skill. Mm. So and the team is structured, so which is expected it will thrive. Did I expect you guys to dominate so much? Because I feel I felt like City City really struggled. Yeah, but they did. I also feel I feel like so that's another thing. Because they they, they struggled in the past. I think you guys beat them like two or three times last year. Yeah, yeah, we beat we beat them we beat them we beat them two two what? No, we beat them three times last year because we met them. Yeah, we met them four so, times last season. I think. Yeah. So. So that early goal really rattled them because yeah, they, were, they they started playing like they had ten minutes left, mm. forcing passes, forcing passes, trying to up the tempo, getting frustrated because of a few missed passes, mm. overdoing it. Mm. You know, I feel like another thing is this is it's crazy to say this, but you know how when like a team has in and they struggle for a bit and they find a win a winning formula. Okay? Yeah. And they, they go for they have a winning streak like City had. Yeah. I've noticed how different they have been since De Bruyne came back. Yeah, it's it's since, since he came back, like he because he she tries so many through passes. Mm. He tries so many um, high high risk um, passes. Mm. They lose the ball a lot more. Mm. They have less control. Mm. Um, Jesus, Jesus as well is a, is a traditional striker. They didn't have any striker, and it came up with this strikerless formation that's working really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But since the chemistry, that the, the way they were moving the ball, yeah. slower. They lose the ball a lot more. Mm. They are more predictable because they know what to expect from the brainer. They are playing in a more traditional way. Mm. Yeah. So, so KDB needs to get back on his game, but it's it's just funny how um, you know how they always say do, do not change the winning team. Yeah. This is a case of <laughs> no. You're 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 right. They shouldn't have changed what was working with them with um. With the the the, the Brennan-less team, with the false nine that they were playing, Gundogan in that team, Bernardo Silva, you know, you're right about that. They shouldn't have changed it. Yeah, especially Bernardo Silva. Man. Yeah, Bernardo Silva has been really. It's like the guy. What and Sita? How can you leave KDB? Yeah, yeah, true, true. Can you leave KDB? So the whole idea is, if we can integrate him back into the team, he'll take us to another level. But for some reason, like I don't know, he's not he's he's not clicking yet. He's not clicking. Mm. But I think the biggest indictment, I think that Aguero is going to go. Oh yeah, definitely. Was he stayed on the bench throughout one. Stayed on the bench throughout. So yeah. Oh well. I guess let's go to the next fixture. Yeah, so Brody, <laughs> how you feeling about that one? 
I've just seen just some unfortunate spreads that I've noticed they have bail. You know. <laughs> I think I think uh, what's his name, uh, Kieran Tierney. I think he 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 do a good job against him. I think he do a good job against him. I really uh, like I really like Tierney. I think I'm just the thing is, Mourinho can't play. He can't play defensive. No, he can't. They can't play defensive because Spurs have been scoring a lot of goals with their new front four. with their new front four. Yeah. Lucas Moura, Bale, Son, and King. So you look, you look like a wimp if he tries to go back to his boring new ways. Mm. So let's have it, man. Let's have an exciting. North London, there'll be, yeah. um, hopefully we win. Hopefully we win. Do you think you can? Uh, I'm expecting a very good game. Ah, I think, I think we can. I think we can, but we need to be clinical. Mm. Very clinical. We need to be very clinical. Um, Pepe has to start. Nicolas has to start. Nico. Well, well, send, 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 send that an email, innit? Send Ateta an email. Uh, Ateta will start with you. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> right. um, United play West Ham next. I'm actually a little bit worried about that, even though we've beat them twice already this season. I'm a little bit worried about that game because Antonio is a thing. Um, I think our defence will struggle against him. Luckily for us, Lingard can't play against us. Uh, but yeah, you know, West Ham, are, they, they, they become a side difficult to beat. I mean, they, they did quite well against City, so, you know, they they will give us a run for our money. But I I think we should be able to come out uh, on top. I think we should, but, you know, we should be prepared for, we should be prepared for, for them to do to us what we, what we did to City in terms of, like, you know, like, they're going to frustrate us. And they're gonna try and catch us out on on the on the counter. So if I th- we should, I, I like I like the possibility of us being tested by them. In terms of, I want to see if okay now we have a team that's set up to frustrate us. I want to see, you know, what we do against that, especially after this win. I want to see what this win does to us and does to our play. Uh, you know. But yeah. yeah, I'm I'm eager to see that. All right, let's let's talk about well, Europa League is back this week. Olympiacos should be a win, like we said. I'm a little bit scared of Milan now, because you know, like, uh, especially um, Dal Dalo. Is it Dal? Is it Diego Dal? No, it's Dal Dalo. Yeah, he's he's in a good grain of form scoring assisting and he's eligible to play against united so but again i'm i'm all right with that i think i'm confident with that i think i'm confident with that 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 matchup do you think that um do you think that um with olympiacos yeah do you think that this this burnley result might affect that but i think i think team would take heart in the amount of chances they created towards the end yeah. Um, we are a better team than Olympia because it's just up to the players to believe that and go ahead. Yeah. Um, at, at the end of the day. So, yeah, I can't wait for it. Mm. I can't wait for the game. Yeah, me too. Me too. 
I'm eager to see how you guys, what you guys do. Anyways, I think that should be it for us. I think we have done justice to this episode, so we can we can uh, say our goodbyes. Honestly, I just want to go watch the highlights of the Manchester derby again. Really, I want to live in it. But yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. (laughs) I have what? You have time now. I can't, can't watch because you guys want to move much. <laughs> Don't let God punish you, please. <laughs> I'll say my goodbye. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks thanks for joining us. And, you know, we'll see you again soon. Hopefully, I'll still be smiling and Richard will still be crying. Um, But, yeah. Have a great week, guys. Richard. See you next time. Peace All out. Right. Thank you.